It is 18 minutes to 9 on the Morning Flavor. Joining us on the line is uh, Dr. Tepiso Matenji, psychologist, life coach, personal change catalyst. And today is another session of personal mastery on the Morning Flavor. Good morning, Doc. Good morning, family. How are you guys? Oh, we're excellent. We hope you're fresh from your weekend. Very, very fresh. I already <laughs> ran my 11K this morning. What about wow. you? What about you? I only ran to the car from my house. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> this morning. <laughs> the things I should have asked my partner before I said I do. Doc, is it um, looking at things uh, in hindsight? Is it looking at the future? Is it retrospective? Is it preparation? Obviously, marriage is a scary prospect from what I've heard from a lot of people. Let's talk about the importance of asking these questions before you give an answer. It is important for you to go for premarital counseling. It is so important for you to have a safe space where you can talk about your expectations, your needs, but also just to get to know your partners, um, to get to know them properly. And when I say properly, I mean it in terms of the things that you are most curious about. So we want to make this lighthearted and fun Mm. because of its wedding season. We don't want to kill the vibe, right? (laughs) We don't want you to be that auntie who's sitting there negotiating or making the the chamere and then making, oh, apparently you must ask this and that and that, and then you're a party pooper. That's not the the spirit that which this is coming (laughs) from. What we are hoping Mm. is that you actually look at your lover's eyes and recognize, yo, I want to spend the rest of my life with Mm. this guy. Mm. And it is okay. Love is beautiful. I mean, look at what happened this weekend, Dekker. So now, because spring is here, we want you to celebrate your loved one. We want you to take the time to introspect. Dekker, everything that we're doing begins with introspection. What are the things that are important that you want to ask your partner? If you haven't thought about it, let's talk about it now so that you Mm. can get a few tips. You don't have to go through everything that we're putting on the list, but maybe take a few things that are actually important for you. And the first one, I'm going to go there, the money question. Can we have the conversation about money? Now, when you say money, Mm. right, it's multiple things. The first one, debt. Not at Edgar's, but at all the different places that <laughs> yeah. you owe, including yeah. the, the ones that you sp- spend for NASFAS, right? Mm. Because if you know when you're getting a student loan, you must pay it back. Mm. The second one is your money archetype. I want people to be curious about people, their own market type as well, their own money archetype as well as their partner's mm. money archetype. And I encourage them to go to the NetBank Money Secrets website so that they can find out the archetype. We put something there for you. Because that looks at your spending habits and your relationship with money. More importantly, your psychology behind money, how your emotions influence the way you spend. It's important that you know, because mm. of then you will also know how you guys are going to uh, complement each other or how you're going to harm each other because the and weaknesses to that. Thirdly, the thing about money is about the black tax situation. Some of us, it is so ingrained, the issue about black tax, we don't even think about it. Mm. We don't even think about the fact that I've graduated. I must first build my mom a house. Mm. For mm. me, that's not black tax. That's me showing my mom, I love you, mama, mm. and you've done a lot for me and I've come far. Mm. Now, when you are coming in and you say you love me and you're going to tell me, I mustn't build my mom a house. Already now you are competing with my mom. I'm mm. not going to marry you because of when I'm wrong. I just arrived. You just arrived yesterday and now you're trying to come to number one when my mom is already number one so those types of conversations we need to understand so that you're not coming from what is the black text that you have but the financial commitments that you have towards your family what are they how are you navigating them how many years are you seeing yourself in it what are the pitfalls what are the challenges how do you want me to um to to, to add there and when i say the black text situations people i get we know some of us have got kids out of wedlock so sometimes that includes baby mama as well as the children that baby mama has or however many there are however 
whatever they may need, they are. Yes. <laughs> All right, 089-110-3377. Dr. Tepiso Matenti is on the line. And these are essentially the things you need to ask your partner before you say, I do. And obviously, she's put at the center money and what it comes with. And I think the, the contribution to home or, you know, sending money home is such an important conversation. Yeah. Doctor, what should um, our whole approach be once we discover some things about our partners that are really big um, and not so great things? So should we ask with the intention of hoping to work through whatever it is we find out or with the intention of um, sort of having a threshold? Um, okay, maybe he can be in debt, but he can definitely not you know, have a terrible relationship with his family or whatever. And therefore, I'm not going to marry him. Do you see all of the things that you said, Pearl, they reveal a lot about your maturity. Because some of us, we just want to be told we don't know what to do with that information. Mm. We don't even know what role we're going to play once we know it. Mm. So when you are going to ask that question, before you ask it, be aware or you might not like the answer. It might be what you don't expect. It might be what you do expect. But then what are you going to do about it? Because Mm. once a person brings you into their confidence, they're going to have an expectation around, now you know. So you mustn't be surprised when I send 5,000 out of the 7,000 that I make. Mm. What are you talking about? You know, I've got three more kids with three different sure. baby mamas yeah. so you must be okay with it mm. but the point is once you ask those co- those conversations you actually have to ask you why are they, why is this important to you mm. when you know what is what are you going to do with that information pal let's say the worst case scenario what is it for you what is it and then if once you find it out does it mean you, you are in is it a deal breaker for you are you out and therefore how are you going to contribute moving on what does mm. that say about your readiness because remember when you say i do it is through thickness and how Yes. Mm-hmm. Did I say hell? No. Some people could easily view it that way. All right. Um, we'll take calls and uh, we'd love to hear some stories. I mean, and, and, and one of the questions I have is f- for the dating aspect of it. So let's say you date for a while before mm. you get married. Is that not perhaps an opportune moment yeah. to talk about the money issues or or is there a certain level of you know, uh, withholding information. Mm. Because we're dating, maybe I feel, ah, you might not end up being with me. So why should I reveal all this information Hmm. about my financial situation when I don't even know if we'll ever date or not? Yeah, Yeah, I'd love to get the dog's thoughts on that. But for now, let's take calls. 089-110-3377. Well, it's 10 minutes to 9, and it is Personal Mastery with Dr. Tepisoma Denji every Monday just after uh, 8.30. Today... We're looking at the things you should have asked your partner before you said, I do, before you jumped into the commitment and the level um, of uh, intensity that that comes with. Uh, people talk about uh, engagement rings, then the wedding rings, then the suffer rings. <laughs> I mean, quite frankly, uh, before all of that process unfolds, what needs to go down? All right, uh, doctor, we're going to go to the line. We have Anonymous on. Anonymous, good morning. Morning. Are you well? I'm okay. All right. Uh, doctor's listening. Go ahead. Okay. I'm not married, but I've been in a relationship for about four years. And I'm in a seriously bad black tech situation. My mom is staying with my kid, and I send her money. But what she does is she does other things with the money, and she's not uh, taking care of my kid with the money. And my partner is, partner is also sending some money at home. Sometimes we even buy groceries and stuff like that. But now it's causing a serious tension to the relationship because now um, 
he's saying to me, Hore, I've spoiled my mom and all that because now mm. once in a while they will phone, they'll phone my kid will phone, mama, there's no food to go and stuff like that. So now we are also fighting and now I have a problem with my mom. I don't know what to do now. Should I take my kid back or what should I do? Doctor? Anonymous, it's so unfair that I'm going to ask you very personal questions. But why are your babies with your mom? Because uh, then I was in school. Um, okay, I had a child before going to school. Then when I was in school, they were staying with my mom. And then afterwards, they found a job. So I don't have a permanent place to stay. So I felt now moving up and down with my child that's going to put a strain on her, especially academically. So I preferred her to stay in one place until I find a place of my own. Okay. What is interesting is that even if you lived underneath a tree, your babies would be okay with you because they would learn to acclimatize to that kind of an environment. But anyway, let's pack that because the conversation about why they're still with your mom becomes important. You need to unpack it because if the reasons that you had were based on 2015 situations and the situation has gradually changed, not necessarily perfect, but has improved, then we actually need to to reevaluate why your babies are still with your mom. But there's Mm -hmm. another key issue here about how you actually establish boundaries with your mom in terms of what she does with the money that you give to her. Let's Mm -hmm. pick a simple one. there will be uh, information brought back to you during the months that there's no electricity. There's multiple ways that you can do that. You either go and buy electricity and install it and then it gets spent or actually say, Mama, this is how much I give you and that's it. But that's not really about the boundaries. It's an issue, Yahori, you and mom have got very different understandings about your financial capacity. Your mom does not necessarily fully appreciate what you are capable of, what your limits are, what your spending ability is and you you, you have been able to say this is my limit and therefore I cannot do this and if this continues that's what I'm going to do. So we can't talk about boundaries when we haven't yet communicated and being transparent about where we each are financially. Does that make sense? Yeah, I hear you but then we did talk about it. I did say to her because then uh, before uh, before I started working I was giving like lesser money but now when now I'm working I'm able to give her more but we did speak her now I'm increasing this money because I'm working and for the fact that she's staying with my child. But now she's doing other things that now don't even concern my child at all with the money. And then now she's telling me, Penalty call or Tolim. Do you, do you realize unemployed? Do you realize that you've just answered it? So you've already communicated your situation. You have said this is what the money is for. She is not using that money for what you said. The next step becomes what do you do to affirm that boundary? How do you respond to it to affirm it, to say, okay, I'm not going further? And that has to do with you. Are you comfortable with actually refusing when she calls you? And if you refuse, will you live with yourself? Because sometimes we want people to respect our, to respect our boundaries, mm. but we're not comfortable if ever they're not going to live within them. You're going to feel guilty. You're going to feel like I've abandoned my mom. You're not going to even enjoy a simple night out with your bae, right? So perhaps the conversation has to be more about what do you do now that mama knows you've increased the money, but this is what it's for. If you go out outside, I cannot do it for you. And if that's not going to happen, are you actually in a position to take back your babies to live with you? Hmm. Hmm. All right. Anonymous, something to think about. Yeah. Um, you don't have to commit to an answer now, but yeah. really, let it sink in and think about it. We appreciate your call and thanks for sharing that story with us and all its complexities. Let's go to Nelspreet because uh, Emerentia joins us on the line. Emerentia, hello. Hello, how are you? I'm very well, and you? 
I'm fine, thank you. Right, Dr. Matenji is on the line. Go ahead. Yes, I'd just like to make a comment. For me, I think that it's very important before you commit, you must know the credit record of your partner. Mm. Know exactly how much he owes and what is happening in terms of his finances. Yeah. That is extremely critical. Hmm. And, and and just with that, uh, Emerentia, and we'll bring Doc in here, some of those questions, some may feel are awkward. Um, is there such a thing as an awkward question? I mean, if, if, it's, if it's important, why not ask the question? It, 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 I don't think it's awkward because you'll also be bringing in your credit record. You, you're not asking him to tell you he must bring the actual record as much as you must collect your record and sit down and see what's happening. Hmm. I I, so I, I, I beg to, to differ. It is an awkward um, question because more once you and I uh, bring our sl- salary slips and our credit ratings, I'm going to have to understand that I make more money than you. Mm-hmm. And then the issues about self-esteem, about how I negotiate conflict and actually affirm my boundaries with you and how I want to give my mom money comes into the fore because mm-hmm. when now your ego has been wounded. And if we are not at the space in our relationship where we know how to navigate conflict in a healthy way yeah. and how we know how to stroke each other's egos then that becomes a taboo subject, that it becomes a, 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 a cloud hanging over us. Mm. So some of these things, we can't just jump into them. You actually have to go with them. You know, there's a how you approach an issue, when you approach it, and then under what conditions. Some of the conversations that we are having now about, that you want to have, are, it's not just about sitting at the restaurant and talking about them. Sometimes we say them when we are lying naked on the bed or in the bus and we are, it's a nice romantic mood. Mm-hmm. So we want people to also understand that you don't want to come across like you are interrogating Moto or that you are challenging them and actually putting them on a defensive. Remember, we are in the spirit of love. We want you to feel that it's okay. I feel safe emotionally to can disclose some of these things because I'm building my future with this person. Mm. It is personal mastery. It's a Monday morning. Dr. Tebiso Matenji is on the line. And we're looking at the things that you should ask your partner before you say, I do. Some are said to be awkward, perhaps not, but all the more, it is absolutely crucial. We'll go to Anonymous. Anonymous, welcome. Hello. Are you well, Anonymous? I am good, and you? Ah, wonderful stuff. Happy Monday. Uh, Doctor is on the line. Um, Doctor, no, I just want to comment. I married someone. It's just that a life lesson for other people. I married someone, and after the, like three months after getting married, I fell pregnant. Seven months into the marriage, I found out that his qualifications are fake. <clears throat> oh. Is it the, the, the qualifications in the bedroom or the qualifications? <laughs> oh, <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> no, the qualifications that he was Educational. Using. Oh, education. Oh. Mm-hmm. They are fake. And was that a, a, a deal breaker, a deal breaker for, you? for you? For me, it was more like he didn't he didn't tell me. As in, he came to me and said, um, "This is the problem." The company was doing an, a qualifications audit. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's nice to know. Yeah. I've never heard that one before, but that's yeah. nice to know. Mm. <laughs> yeah, um, I think the last part that I want to share is. Please, let's have the conversation around our health. And most people assume that our health has to do with HIV. 
but that's not necessarily the only thing. Yeah. Uh, talk about your, 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 your hypertension, talk about your mm. diabetes, talk about your mental, your physical, are not ready to be in a relationship. Mm. They are not fit to be in a relationship. Mm. And we found out a couple of years later, or, uh-uh, this is a project and this project I'm not really well equipped to deal with it. This person needs counseling, they need help. But you could have seen it in the beginning and you ignored the signs and stuff like that. Mm. So have the conversation around health, not just about our vital statistics in terms of your blood pressure and whatever, but also your psychological health. And then as a couple, begin a culture of going for counseling before, during the, we- the wedding and after. That is just part of us, how we take care of each other. Again, if your tooth is aching, you go to the dentist. If you have a runny tummy, you go to the GP. Make the culture of going to see a psychologist, the counselor, to go there as part of what you're doing to sharpen your skills as a person, but as a relationship to, to just bring up the spark again so that we get to understand each other and we learn how to do this. Remember that marriage, it is beautiful as long as you understand it's part of lifelong learning. Sure. As long as you are learning, you will be actually make it work for both of you. I totally agree. And I know when you, when you opened earlier, Doc, you said we need to look at it from a, a positive point of view and let's yes. not make it all this, but it's hard to ignore uh, some of the issues. So I guess these are the realities and uh, we have to look at it, uh, that in uh, the wedding rings, the engagement rings, mm. there's also suffering. And uh, no, I'm kidding. Doctor, thank you. We appreciate your time. Spoken <laughs> <laughs> like a single person who's not married. In fact, we got an interesting... We got an interesting tweet here from Quenaldo saying, isn't it funny how it's only women only women calling in um, uh, in the segment. Does that say anything, Doc? Of course. We are the ones who notice these things and then we complain about them. We lament about them and actually want to do something about them. Whereas the guys are like, ah, let's roll with the flow, man. You know, just live in the moment. Oh, <laughs> can't live in the moment. But we appreciate your time. Dr. Tsebisoma Denshi, once again, ever so impactful on uh, the personal mastery segment that we have. And with that... It is a wrap. Yeah. Good morning. Uh, good day. And, and good, good vibes. vibes.